0: This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast.
1: Twisted up the egg, she like night and day. Now she can show me the right way. She got no respect, it's like night and day. She can show me the right way.
0: I actually think the, the perfect place to start, and I think it's the uh, the only natural place for us to start this podcast, is for me to ask you, how did it feel to watch Anthony Hamilton just absolutely crush the national anthem for the NBA All-Star Game? That was
1: terrific. I gotta be honest, I missed the beginning of the game, so I happened to catch it on Twitter, but it, uh, that was incredible.
0: Yeah, I know you're a huge fan. I, mean, you I know you're a, a huge I, fan. It's, and, it,
1: and it's kind of just a. Uh, it's unstated, I think, for the. But uh, Anthony Hamilton is at the pinnacle of modern soul music to me. <laughs> I know you're and a huge great. fan of this. I don't know how long it's. How, how has he not gotten one of those before?
0: I was so, surprised by that, actually. As someone who, like, I mean, have, yeah. we
1: haven't trotted this guy out in any of these things before.
0: He's dope, his voice is amazing. You know? Yeah, and he's cool. Like it works. He works with the scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you'd Instead you have you'd, Fergie. Uh, Instead you bring not. out Fergie, who just like makes a mockery yeah. of our national anthem.
1: Seriously, it was like <laughs> he he was way more Marvin Gaye. Than, like, <laughs> than Fergie, you
0: know? Uh, for and sure. Anthony
1: Hamilton was much better suited to go the Marvin Gaye route than.
0: For sure. Oh, 100% but uh, she tried and she failed
1: she certainly did dude she I fell. was there for that actually live at that which she, she was horrible at that All-Star Games here in LA and just like they're showing all the players on the, and just Traymond couldn't hold it together dude it was pretty funny
0: <laughs> there's also the, there's also Clay who couldn't hold it together there's also Clay <laughs> who obviously couldn't hold it together what's that? Obviously, Clay couldn't hold it together.
1: Oh, it was just terrific. Oh. love seeing people bomb in front of thousands, really millions of people. Millions. It's, the thing was, is as soon as it started, it was bad. Yeah. You know? It was bad right away. Bad from the beginning.
0: I think we talked about it. National Anthems now hold a special place in my heart after the, uh, the Super Bowl. Of uh, betting on the national anthem is a high. I'm gonna continue to be chasing because that was so electric. <laughs>
1: Especially when that's your only winner of the day.
0: <laughs> uh, I had the Gronk on the over with the uh, the yards, but everything else was a shit. <laughs>
1: that was a rough Sunday. Yeah. But we are hot right now. That is what matters. That, that is, is what we matters. Are hot right now, and that's. As we keep show on to the next the next slate.
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. I wanted to get now that we're halfway through. I wanted to uh, go ahead and do our predictions for what we see coming out in the MVP race in the NBA. Coming out of the All Star Game, I think it's quite clear right now that James Harden's the favorite, and his odds are at I think minus three hundred. I saw. Giannis is number two right now. He's plus 350. And then Curry is actually third, and he's plus 1,200. There's a few others down the list if you want to take a look. But for me, I'm going to stop right there because if I'm looking at this, if I'm looking at this, Curry might be a a worth, worth it investment. The way he's playing this year, he's got he's averaging twenty eight point six. He's got five and five, and and he's doing it at ridiculous efficiency. I know how good Harden's been. I know he's
1: already been out since uh, some games, dude. I'm just saying, James Harden literally like captured not play another game for the rest of the year for that to happen. Harden is so far ahead of this race right now, and and that's on. Its, it probably shouldn't be that crazy because Giannis is having a ridiculous year too. But Harden is just scoring at such an electric rate. Uh, and carrying that team if he if he carries that team into the playoffs especially it's like a middle seed in the west he deserves it I think
0: right and, uh, and I'm not saying the roster's not good I'm know? not saying like, he doesn't deserve it or he's not gonna win it I'm just saying if I was looking to bet I would probably go with Curry because uh, like I think that's a value play there plus 1200 if there's anybody who could get hot and like have an overwhelming two months and win the MVP, it's Steph Curry. So I would do it more for the upside value than anything else.
1: See, for me, you know, I would actually go possibly Giannis. Giannis were – somebody were to get hurt. Uh, if Giannis were to just tear it up, maybe injury on his team. Harden going down I think would help Giannis quite a bit. Uh, if, if he went down, I think Giannis would be the guy to take. Um, just because he, he carries that team Every night as well the, the, the secondary player on his team is Middleton And he's not He's just not there You know Paul's better than Middleton Middleton's a good player, he's a fine player uh, But he's not, a, he's not a Top of the line, he's a borderline all-star You
0: know Right, right. he's not He's not a franchise changer And they need maybe one more yeah. of those On that team
1: He's a nice piece He's a good player And he's a nice piece I hope they
0: keep him Because it seems to work With those two The chemistry there I like there. him a
1: lot They're both he's, he's, he's big and long And likes to play On the perimeter and Giannis is like Big and long And it's going Right into it.
0: Yeah I mean They're a good pair And really what they've done With Brook Lopez I think Mike Budenholzer We've said this before I'm a huge fan Of Budenholzer I think he's done A great job there I love the way they're playing. We both, I think, like Brogdon, who, by the way, was is now vice president of the uh, NBA Players Association, which is not a surprise considering who he is off the court as well. Um, I, I like that team. I mean, going into the second half of the season, it's really, in my opinion, the only team I could see that could compete with Golden State. I think they can.
1: Yes, and if the Celtics were to wake up, I think that the nightmare matchup for Golden State is truly Boston. finals. Right,
0: right, and so that actually brings us to the guy who, right before the All Star break, had a couple of good games. And I'm sure to get your opinion on this, Gordon Hayward. He had a couple of those really good games, and I'm not sure if I'm buying it yet. But I want to know if you're buying it. Is he back? I'm not
1: buying. It. I don't think so. I, 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 he needs to do that for weeks for me, to, for me to really jump on the Gordon Hayward's totally bad train. He had, what, three good games there, and I'm happy for him for doing that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. He, he has been playing well,
0: uh, but they've lost two of those four games, you know? So, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm not ready to buy it yet, but I will say that I don't think those games could have come at a better time for him. Because right now, when he came when they came, it was like a few it was a few games before the All-Star break. He's going to get a nice long rest. He's going to be able to mentally reset himself, he's going to be able to physically reset himself. and maybe you know he can mentally and physically finally kind of get over his injury after this. I would hope so. but I, I would say that it probably came, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. Like it came at the perfect time.
1: It needs to happen. Now the second half of the season for them, anyway, it needs to start happening now to know if they can trust them in their playoff rotation. Right. <clears throat> I just like like you said, I, we'll we'll give it another five to ten games and see where they're at. You know, at the sixty five seventy five game mark, we'll see how big of a part of the rotation he is. What they end up doing, their playoff rotation is going to be interesting, dude. It really is. If Someone's they're playing, gonna get squeezed out. They can't play. They can't play everybody and not everybody's
0: going to be on the court. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and if, you, if you look at it, it can't be... I don't want to say it can't be Brown because it might, it might end up being... Brown gets squeezed more minutes out of him, but I, I feel like they're going to need to get more athletic, and that's why Hayward's the easy target because you're going to want to have people out there who can defend against Golden State, multiple defenders. And that's why yeah. I could see Hayward getting squeezed out.
1: But who's ta- Are you taking Marcus Morris out of the game? No. To play Hayward or Brown?
0: Maybe. Probably not to play either of them. So you're
1: going to sit. Like, at their bench, you know, you probably sit Rozier, Hayward, and Brown, right? And you go Kyrie, Smart, Morris, Tatum, Horford. That's what's going to be closing out games for them, right? Probably. Depending on who's playing
0: well. Depending if if they're behind and Brown's playing well, I would I would see Brown playing, or if Hayward's playing just, well and they're behind, be, if they're ahead, be probably a lot smart. Of
1: buttons for Hayward for Stevens to push, because.
0: Okay, so so actually that. I mean,
1: mostly just because they have to me they just still really have one true shot creator on this team. That's the bigger problem for me. But Tatum just isn't quite there yet. He's good, but he's not there yet, and they're gonna have to they have to mix and match those lineups a lot. Can
0: Can I just ask you though? At what point does Brad Stevens deserve a little bit of blame? Cause he's like the, you know, the beautiful, you know, smart child that everybody loves.
1: But they're playing well right now. I mean, they're thirty seven twenty one. I think he's gotten them. He's done pretty well. I mean, Horford wasn't good for a large part of the beginning part of the year. That's you know?
0: true. That's true. Uh,
1: and without Horford, I mean, when Horford gets old, they're going to be in rough shape. Dude. They have no bigs. They have nobody bigs. So,
0: so then my, my question here is at what point, I think you said it before actually, it's probably the 65-70 game mark. At that point, if they're playing like this, I, I don't think we can count them as a real threat to the East they're still playing this way There's by the seventy far. game mark, I don't There's know that we're going to Six behind now. Milwaukee,
1: you know that's not that's not crazy far. They're not going to catch Milwaukee, but
0: but they're at least six games worse than Milwaukee right now as a team. I'm sorry, but right now if they started a playoff series, I would have Milwaukee as a heavy as a heavy favorite. Probably have them trying to win in five or six.
1: And that six or Celtics series, you like the Celtics. 'Cause that's what the matchup is right now. I don't know if Indiana stays three. Probably not. But I don't,
0: I don't know. That's gonna if that Sixers Celtics uh series happens, that one's gonna be longer than it was last year. I do believe that. I like, do. Someone's believe gonna
1: probably flip flop with Indiana. But it's who is it gonna be? And if two plays Brooklyn, you know, like, those are not it's not gonna be fun for that's gonna be a shitty series with LeVert back. That team will beat somebody, at least in a game. In Brooklyn, I guarantee it.
0: They're not gonna be an easy out, they're gonna play hard for sure.
1: They're young, they're gonna play hard. Yeah. Those young teams, they play hard. They make mistakes, but they'll play hard and get a game or two.
0: Honestly, it's it's gonna be really important to be the top two seeds in yeah. the East. It's gonna be important because they're gonna get that pretty much a first round bye. He'll be playing yeah. some trash at the end of this seven and eight here.
1: Yeah. moving forward here, uh, I think the rookie of the year is pretty much a done deal. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's really any point discussing it. It's nope. Luca. No. Nope. Uh, Luca, <laughs> kind of like you said, dude. Luca, it's Luca mania.
0: It's been Luca for months now. Like it, Right. And like it's let's, like, yeah.
1: And I'm so for it. I love. Luca's awesome. awesome. Like you said, he's he's a few moments away from. Black kids in the hood
0: rocking. Yeah, he, he really is, is. He's that
1: level of awesome superstar. He's like a transcendent talent, dude. He is. Oh, as he as he is very much, a he's a very much a transcendent
0: talent. He's very much a transcendent talent.
1: And just like he's got, he's got a personality. Like he's gonna be here for a while. And I Did think
0: you see the mic'd up thing with him? He had a little absolutely. session mic'd like up. He, he seems like a cool a guy. Day, dude. Yeah, and he, and he seems like he gets along with other guys. I think it's. I I I think there's staying power in this. Luca is a superstar. This
1: guy belongs. Yeah, you know, and he clearly feel he knows he belongs. There's he no definitely he yeah he, he
0: does he does think he belongs, but he knows it. Uh, yeah, I mean I I don't even think that's a that's a question. So we can move on. Uh, what do you think for the six man of the year? I wasn't really able to dig up any odds on this, but I'm just wondering what you're thinking. Where you would be
1: at. Six-man, dude. I just... I don't... I'm just rooting for
0: Derrick Rose. I'm just rooting for Derek Rose. I am just rooting for derek rose i do not
1: think he's going to qualify. He started too many games, dude. Ah.
0: Uh, well, I was rooting for Derek Rose because I would have loved to see a Derek Rose six-man season. That would have been cool.
1: I mean, who are really the candidates? I mean, is Julius Randle going to qualify? If he does, he should. Be, he could be there... But if they
0: are, if they they should hold Davis out, I think that's ridiculous, my boy. Don't get me started on that situation.
1: I mean, do you have any guys?
0: Is Lou Will a bench guy this year?
1: I mean, Lou Will is definitely gonna be up there, dude. It's gonna be guys like yeah. It's gonna be kind of repeat guys. It's not
0: a ton of. Greats. I think it's Lou Will, honestly. If if I mean Lou Will is definitely gonna be gonna be up there.
1: Like Van Fleet, I mean that's kind of what you're working with. My Tresel Harold, honestly, probably deserves it. I don't know if he's he's still coming off the bench most nights. That's where I'm at. Hmm. I don't know, that's a tough one for me. A bonus too. Sabonis too. Yeah,
0: Dude, I need Rose.
1: Dude, I need
0: I need but Rose move back to the bench, bro. I need Rose move back to the bench, and I need him to win six-man.
1: Can you cut a bit of that part up? Because that was bad. We had no idea what we were talking about there.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were moving on to something else, but I wasn't getting over Derek Rose's six-man.
1: <laughs> Sabonis. Sabonis is my guy. He you, deserves it.
0: Yeah. Sabonis has been nice. Sabonis has been... Uh,
1: they have just 14-9 and nine, three assists off the bench. I'm, I love Sabonis. He's a good player. He's a
0: winning player for sure. He's one of those guys you like. You need a guy like that to win a championship.
1: I think he's got 22 double-doubles this year off the bench.
0: A uh, Big fan of his. <laughs> big, big fan of his. Uh,
1: yeah, big fan. Uh, most improved I think this is probably an easy one it's gotta be deep Rose right yeah almost a courtesy award I mean maybe D'Angelo Russell but I think Rose yeah Lefort had a legit chance to be it but he got hurt
0: he yeah really he got, got hurt. hurt he got that was the other guy I was thinking of but he, he did get hurt
1: um I think those are the guys. Siakam is the other big guy, I would say. Uh, your boy, Pascal.
0: I'm a, I'm a big fan, but I'm also just... <laughs> I, I want Derrick Rose to win an award, so... However we can make that happen, the guy deserves it.
1: i would, uh, And then what do you want to do for coach of the year? What do you got for that? To me, this is pretty much a shoe win.
0: Really? Go ahead, then.
1: I think it's buttonholes or...
0: Okay, okay. There's a couple. There's a couple other guys I want to mention. I, I want to mention Pop because the Spurs in the playoffs with what a lot of people predicted they wouldn't make the playoffs with. I think we both correctly predicted they would make the playoffs, but a, a lot of people were saying I don't see it. At one point they were like nine and ten or something, or nine and nine something like that, and people were like, ah, this the West is so loaded this year. Sacramento's doing well and this and that and here they are back in the playoffs. <laughs> They survive. Uh, So I think he definitely deserves a a fair amount of uh, praise. And the other guy, I think, actually, Nick Nurse in Toronto. It is his first year, and as a rookie head coach, he's going to probably win the East or come in second. So I guess with Budenholzer and him, if one of them wins over the other in the East, that could probably sway my vote. But he's a guy I would mention in the conversation.
1: The two other dark horses, I'd say, and I don't really know that they have real shots: Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson from the Nets, and then Mike Malone from the Nuggets. They're both having kind of great years. Both making the leaps as teams, uh, different sort of leaps. Nuggets are making. They will leap from kind of that middle of the pack, baron team, and then Brooklyn is obviously taking that step from bottom feeder to playoff team. And if they were a healthy squad, they would be a, a legitimate playoff team. Uh, that maybe isn't a bona fide threat yet, but is going to be in a couple of years. Possibly as soon as next year when these max contracts do.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I mean, I, mean I, I agree. I agree. I think that, uh, that both those guys are definitely part of the conversation. Um, but like you said... I think it probably will end up with Budenholzer considering the dramatic shift. It was probably the most dramatic shift in Milwaukee, but definitely think those other names deserve to be in the conversation. All right.
1: We didn't talk about somebody, though, and that's your boy Fitz.
0: Uh, Actually, that's perfect. That's perfect since we're going to go there. Let's just open up the wounds and rip off the Band-Aids here. We're going to go to our Keep It in the Fairway. And the Knicks organization being an absolute dumpster fire, not knowing whether they're on sale or not, is pretty hilarious and very Keep It in the Fairway. Also, the fact that it's Bill Simmons reporting it and Bill Simmons trying to stir up trouble about how much the Knicks suck as an organization because Kevin Durant and Kyrie might go there is very Keep It in the Fairway for him. And so those are just two two little keep in the fairway nuggets about the misery that is the New York Knicks.
1: <laughs> I Can't co-sign the Knicks not knowing if they're for sale or not even more. be honest with you. and I think it's great, honestly, that it's it's clear that Dolan is so affected by the just the hatred towards him because of the Knicks that he just wants to disassociate from possibly that part of MSG. He's like, fuck it, I'll sell the Knicks. I don't care. I just want I'll keep the arena. But I'll sell the Knicks. And I love
0: that. Dude, he's never gonna actually do that. He loves it, to be involved with the Knicks. He says he's not involved with the Knicks, dude. He's involved with the Knicks, okay? Like Steve Mills is his boy. Like he's involved with the Knicks.
1: Oh I'm sure he is, but he I think he started. it's starting the hate is getting to him. <laughs>
0: Listen to the guy talk. He, he, he doesn't even... The guy's got fucking blinders on. He's like a rich asshole. He's got fucking blinders on, dude. He, he thinks he's fucking loved. He doesn't get it. Um, I just... I, I think he's crazy because he... Like... It, he knows he has no knowledge. He has said he has no knowledge of the basketball operations. He's not necessarily a great businessman. His dad was a great businessman. He's not necessarily a great businessman.
1: He's not a good businessman. He's, he's playing with daddy's money.
0: And the, and the only thing that he owns that does well is the Rangers, which he's had zero fucking interest in actually fucking up. So he's kind of let hockey people run it, and they've been a decent franchise. But he's had nothing to do with it. He's had everything to do with the Knicks, and they're a fucking failure.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty astonishing that cablevision guy is not a great basketball GM, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, Cablevision Guy's son.
1: That's true. You're right. Cablevision guy's son is not a great not a great basketball guy. Uh, no, isn't the, is he's just, not, I, I, not the premier, premier mind of M- um, M- and and I was saying this to you the other day, I think someone legitimately needs to start a GoFundMe page to buy the mix. 'cause the thirty five million people, wherever the hell it is in New York City, will pull the money together to buy the money back from James Dolan. to buy the Knicks back from James Dolan. They love you guys love the Knicks that much you want it out of his hands that badly. I'm, I I'll get it started.
0: I mean I I agree in principle, but that's the type of transaction James Dolan would never do. Cause that would like He would have to admit He would have to admit that, that people hate him that much And he could never Actually do that So he would never Do that transaction He would never Imagine if the Knicks Belong to the
1: people
0: That would be cool though That would be That would be awesome If Packers the Knicks Belong to the people We're like the Packers Of the NBA That would yeah. be cool That would That would be really cool uh. So I've actually got a, I've got another keep in the fairway. We actually talked about you this can earlier. Take mine. You can take mine. All right, so we'll just throw this out as a team keep in the fairway here, and this is the uh, the MLB, just keeping the fairway with their stars <laughs> going to San Diego. This is where I was
1: gonna go with mine, so this is why we had it this way. You go ahead. No, okay. But now you started. Yeah. No,
0: so so Machado ahead. moving to right, San Diego, which you know. We were actually just recently out in San Diego. We caught up over a couple beers, and I'll tell you, I would love to live in San Diego. My first thought when I landed in San Diego is, why don't I live here? So I can't hate hate on Manny Machado for choosing to live in San Diego, but that's just a killer for the MLB. It's another late-night West Coast, San Diego, not even L.A., superstar. And it's like Mike Trout's... Mike Trout's in Anaheim not in LA Bryce Harper's probably gonna go to the less cool Chicago team right. <laughs> like this is this is what happens like you you just can't have this this is why you're a regional sport it,
1: it, it is and honestly it's you know they're trying to say that oh you know look at the money he got this is gonna it shows that the market's still there to me it shows that just the market was so limited
0: for one of the best players in the league. Yankee spring and, training. Yankee spring training already started, and, and he wasn't and even signed.
1: That, you know that's equal to all these other elite sports. Uh, and I don't know. It's just it's. We've had this talk. Uh, I'm not a baseball guy anymore. I liked baseball a lot growing up, and it's just it's not my thing anymore. And. Uh,
0: I, I like it, but it's hard it's hard to care about the other teams until Correct. they directly and affect my New York Yankees like until until I'm playing them, it's really hard to just like watch an Astro's Dodgers game like I just Correct. can't and I, that's most
1: baseball fans right right What do you say?
0: It's a regional sport. It's a regional it sport
1: it's It's very local you know and uh, I don't know I'm just not a, uh, I think baseball has seen its day, and going to the Padres, like you said, I understand the life move from Machado, tons of money to go play in San Diego. F- fuck, yeah.
0: Actually, you but had this idea, and I think you're, you're right, on the, right on the nose of this. Obviously, it could never happen because neither players nor owners would want this to happen, but there should just be like a third of the teams in baseball that there currently are. Baseball right. should just be like not that many teams just fucking battling it out all season long, just playing long series against each other, and then at the end of the season, like long seven game series, because that's what it is. It's not like it's hard in those five game series, it's even harder in those one game, one off games. Baseball is like a game that you need to, like, to make it even. You need to have seven game series.
1: Right. Right, it is. It truly is. Uh, it's funky though too uh it's kind of like we, like we were saying it would be interesting if they shrunk the league into, into the markets that really really cared about their teams year in year out
0: longer playoffs like and it, I think it would help it. create
1: parity You put more teams in the playoffs because just by the nature of it more teams make the playoffs doing that right, right? higher percentage of the teams anyway right so there's probably more parity um uh, so it's just interesting it's I honestly I kind of feel the same way about hockey and I think you do as well um at times if they would just refocus on markets that that really do well but also i understand for, from hockey's perspective I, I do think that game is, is still more actually in, in a growth stage than baseball that is really it's really kind of a mature phase if it, you know what i'm saying it's it's true hockey is in a in more of a
0: growth space space especially in the in America, But the, the, the difference is yeah. for hockey is that hockey is a national sport in Canada. And so even American teams will draw viewers in Canada and will always draw viewers in Canada. So we'll always have like some kind of underlying base that it knows is there. Right. And then there's a good amount of Americans now who I would say are also just like kind of invested in it, especially regionally and then it's just about growing the game but like you've said i think hockey's done a mis- have made the mistake of maybe expanding to too many markets vegas was a good expansion you didn't need sunrise florida you didn't, you just didn't need another no, team in florida you're right. you didn't need or, a team in arizona
1: right just, that's what it comes it's, it's things like that i mean tampa's done okay
0: no you can have one team you can have one team in florida but you also don't need a team in carolina
1: no, very true you like, know, and, that's, and those are I understand those experiments But You know not every place is Nashville Nashville took a while, dude Nashville was not always the
0: hit Nashville helps Because Nashville's a party city and And hockey Hockey gets into that So if you're a big party city That helps But there aren't too many of those That's why I worked in Vegas That's why I worked in Nashville There aren't too many of those in America, honestly
1: Right Exactly
0: Vegas Party and Nashville are special places, right? Like,
1: right, right. Um, but no, I, that, I, I agree on that. I think that was a good. That's why. That's why we uh, we joined our our,
0: our keeping fairway the fairways there. there. <laughs> fairway. We we play a little best ball action on that one. You know oh, what I'm best saying?
1: Ball. Yeah. Best
0: ball. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have uh, wandering in the woods for us this week? <laughs>
1: My wandering the woods uh, actually is going to go uh, – it's going to go to the NBA All-Star Game, um, which to me is very stale. I don't know how you feel about this. It's just getting It's – we're past our point of, of greatness. Uh, we need a new element of this, or we need the guys to play hard out. I don't know what it is. We need to find a way to incentivize this or just some sort of spice up. Because we've seen everything before.
0: So I I actually totally agree with this. I was going to go in kind of the same but kind of a different direction at the same time. I was going to go with the dunk contest. I was going to put that in my wandering in the woods. Right. But same type of thing. It needs to be different. John Collins tripping over an airplane can't be the biggest thing I see on Twitter about the NBA dunk right. contest. Which is what it was. He Him tripping over an airplane was like the only moment that happened. And that wasn't even a positive moment. Um, Correct. Correct. I mean, Jay that J. Cole's
1: halftime performance, which looked pretty good, didn't didn't watch it, but I saw it on Twitter.
0: J. Cole looked cool. I mean, Dennis Smith looked cool, but I mean, there just wasn't any wow fat Like Hamidou Diallo jumped over Shaq, cool, right? Cool,
1: great. I can't. It. It's just yeah. I. It's just
0: I'm done. I'm done. I, I'm it's waiting. Almost,
1: it's almost the worst week for the fans. It was a thing that was built for the fans, and now it's becoming... It's like, no, I don't know no. What games are going
0: on. No, the one thing I'll say is that I think kids love it. I think even today, kids true. love it. That's and it true. really is, is for the a kids. a nostalgic thing
1: for
0: the kids. Yeah. So I, I can understand where it's at, but the one thing I will say, and I will caution you and NBA fans in this, is that the NHL saw this exact thing happen, where the NHL All-Star game just became absolutely meaningless, because... It was five on five hockey, but nobody was even trying. Like they were just passing it and like going on a breakaway and shooting and like, it wasn't really a game. So then they just decided to do three on three and it didn't really help. It's just like a different, it's just different. It doesn't like, it's not better. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's, it's different for being it's different, different sake.
1: Not trying.
0: Exactly. But it like, it's still not better, right? So like, that's the whole thing is like, it's hard if they're not going to try, but I understand why they're not going to try.
1: I just, you know, I think it's more I miss the nostalgia of a kid when I just look forward to it a lot, and I just don't
0: do that anymore. I don't either. I didn't even watch the three-point contest or the dunk competition. I mean, I saw highlights on Twitter and stuff, but I, I used to make that, like, appointment viewing, but now I'm like, meh. I tune in for some of the All-Star game. I didn't even watch it all. I'm hey, honest. It's am like, like, it's, it's, it's not like, that is there another
1: game
0: on? Yeah. I'll watch college, or i watch hockey over it. Like, when the NHL All-Star game's on, like, As big of a hockey fan as I am, like, I'm watching an NBA game. I'm not watching them not try at hockey. uh,
1: I've got exactly, exactly. I've got a secondary wandering in the woods here as well. I should kind of piggyback on this for the the NBA. Uh, And that's this whole Tim Donahue story on ESPN. Uh, I haven't read the full thing yet, but I've read enough of it to know that this does not look good. (laughs)
0: So what's the story? What's the story? Because I'm in the athletic these days. I don't know if you know, I've got a subscription service. I'm highbrow. Um, (laughs) that's that's right.
1: You got big money. This guy works in finance, but I don't former finance. Yeah.
0: Former finance. Yeah. Former finance. But I, I'm just, I, I, uh, I've been reading mostly on that and I haven't seen the Tim Donahue thing pop up there.
1: It just, uh, basically they just kind of go through the story. Um, And, I mean, it just seems very easy for these guys to fix these games, quite honestly. And with the amount of gambling that's about to be going on, the NBA still hasn't really come up with a way to ensure the public that they're on this. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's going to become big business. There's going to be a lot of people doing this. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people doing it. Uh, And it's going to be a norm that people are going to be doing this at games and it it's something that needs to be controlled they can't it, these things can't turn into rigged contests you know it can't start it can't turn it into a show it need they need to compete and that's a little worrisome
0: i'm going i'm going f- i'm that. gonna i'm gonna trust them but it only takes one more instance to lose my faith you know what i'm saying like
1: right i mean this happens again you're know, like fuck <laughs> Now there's a whole crew. And they're saying this guy called Scott Foster, who's, like, another official, several fucking times, like, a lot more than anybody else. What was he doing? Right. I think they were maybe from the same town, but still. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's definitely, like, a—it's a nerve-wracking thing to think about because— I mean, it's my how many experience. times it's are you that. screwed it's how many down times down are hard. you screwed how many times are you screwed on some bullshit at the end like a bullshit right. foul or not that
1: hard to keep a game close bro no you call some touch fouls you get a guy in foul trouble they were saying like he could the, the blowouts you can't really make a difference the team's just running another team off the floor not much you can do but you have about a lot they were saying about like a four to eight point swing kind of right and that can matter
0: yeah oh that can matter in a lot of games and especially when you're doing it for a line it's much easier honestly right. when the you're States doing States it for States a line
1: to lose. exactly States if they're
0: competitive. if they're losing by four it's probably really easy to make them lose by eight or twelve you know what I'm saying because like right. all you do is call foul every time they get even close to the guy you know okay. what I'm saying and then you just like oh I thought you were intentionally fouling them like there's nothing they could say to that Right. because It happens exactly. all the time in the NBA. call
1: some fouls to keep it close. You know, a team is like a, a ten point dog, and they're keeping it a close game. You make make sure it stays close. Right. You know? Right. Gets the three points. Guy drives. Boop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, that's it's interesting, but it's it's weird as this as the industry develops. There's going to need to be some regulation on this, they're going to need to really crack down on these things because there's going to be a lot of money on this, man. A lot there of money will be. to be made for everybody.
0: And there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on it, too. That's that's the, the other thing is you're not going to be able to get away with any kind of bullshit.
1: Right. The government may get involved to protect the industry, to be honest with you. But you know, who knows? Boxing is big a uh, fucking... That is a whole sham show. You know, I just don't want it to turn into boxing.
0: So are we going to... You want to take a look at some lines for tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at some lines. Uh, for those listening, me and King are hitting, hitting a nice two-for-two two tonight on uh Florida State and Maryland. Uh both money lines. Uh they were both slight dogs tonight. Florida State on the road to Clemson, which is one I liked a lot. Uh, Florida State's a good team. They beat Clemson by ten with Koffer out Phil Koffer's senior forward. Now he's back, he's starting to play well. That was an easy pick. What'd you say, John?
0: Sorry, what were we, talking, we were talking about Florida State? Yeah. Florida State uh, I think that you said it best is the one thing Clemson can do to you is they can match you with bigs or they can you know they can get big on you if you're not big enough but uh, Florida State has a ton of bigs so they're easily able to match up with Clemson and then from a talent, po- a talent standpoint they just ran them off the floor that's what Florida State does Florida State's got a bunch of athletes again this year and when they get moving when they get really going in transition they're a scary team to play against but again we've seen it come a lot up in the tournament for them where They'll end up against a team that tries to slow them down, and then if they can slow them down, they can go out to a uh, an underseeded team. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think they're in that same mold again this year. So I don't, you know, how sick, I don't know how much I'm gonna trust them from tournament time.
1: Really good in the tournament last year, though. I like, I actually like them a lot. I just think they're they're multi-dimensional. They've got a lot of good players. I think they're finally healthy and start to gel. Uh, I, I think they're actually a scary team.
0: Yeah, they're scary, but they're scary to themselves. Like, they're scary in both ways. They have a potential. They could could beat the best team in the tournament. They could beat Duke, but they could lose to, like, Mount St. Mary's in the the 14-3 game. they go cold and
1: start throwing the ball away, which (laughs) they absolutely
0: have potential for
1: doing. 100%. I guess they're, like, one of those teams I like to say has a high piss-the-game-away potential.
0: Very high, and I can't trust those teams come March.
1: They're a team that can easily... Let another team go on like a twenty-two to nothing run, Easily. just with turnovers and horrible shots, and then just stopping on the defensive end. But they're also very good at, at times, and like right. you said, almost as talented as anybody. Pretty um, much, yeah, pretty
0: much as talented as anybody, honestly.
1: They're very good. Yeah, I mean, across line, they've got their front line is huge, dude. They
0: athletically match up against the Kelly
1: right. is a is a pro big who comes off the bench for that. He's 6'10 and shoots 40% from three.
0: Right. Right. And he's a he's monster. A spot.
1: He's a good – next year when Kamaji's gone, that guy's going to be an all-ACC player.
0: You think so?
1: Yes. He He might be the best big in the conference next year if he stays. He's very good. Interesting. And with big minutes when Kamaji's not there. It's hard to not play seven four guy. Yeah.
0: You know? Especially in college. That length means so much. You've seen it time and time again.
1: Tonight, but you play 7-4. You just do. You play 7-4. And then they've got I mean, they've got uh, they've got man. Terrence Mann's a real good wing. Like I said, I already talked about Kofor Walker. Uh, Forrest is another good hybrid kind of wing forward. There's deep, deep solid squad. Uh, tomorrow, is there anybody you're liking tomorrow? Off the bat here? I know I've got one or two um
0: Why don't you go then? Why don't you start?
1: So I like St. John's tomorrow. Uh, Providence, that's a toss-up. St. John's lost, got crushed by Providence a couple weeks ago. Uh, 14 at home. Big thing was Heron did not play. Mustafa Heron, their second-best player, did not play in the game. He's been lighting it up since he came back, Um, and he makes a huge difference for them. I, He's I a like that pick. Number two scorer behind Ponds, and they're playing well. They just had a nice comeback against Nova. I actually like them. I I've, I've had a good feel for the Big East this year. and I think that's. I like that for them. I, I
0: I like when you like them because you you've been right on St. John's a few times this year. So I would definitely trust that intuition. One game that I'm looking at that I really like because it's a team that I think is. I think this team is one of those sleeper teams come tournament time that not maybe not a lot of people have watched and is sneakily really good and that's Marquette. So Marquette minus five and a half at home versus Butler is one I love.
1: I like that too. There's a couple. There's a few games I like actually that I would I would tease tomorrow. Uh, a lot in the pick East, to be honest with you. Villanova minus five and a half at Georgetown. We maybe tease that down to a point. And also Marquette, I think Marquette wins that game. I like them with the spread even as well. Uh, but to tease that down, I would take that uh, and maybe throw somebody else in there. If you're doing
0: a teaser, if you're doing a teaser, I really like North Carolina, who's at plus nine. Add a few gonna points to that, double-digit
1: double points LSU.
0: for North Carolina. I kind of even like them at plus nine, to be completely honest with you.
1: Okay. I but was going to say LSU, yeah. nine six at home against Florida. I like LSU a lot. Dude, I really do. Tremont Waters, for those of you who haven't seen him play a whole lot, he's a little point guard, but he plays – he's one of those little guards that dominates the college game. He's a floor general, menace on defense. Uh, and they've got nba size front line. Nasri is is a big-skilled power forward, and they've got a couple other bigs who just – they're relentless on the glass. I think the top offensive rebounding team in the country or something like that, top five – um, I like lot. They're actually just a fun team to watch play because they open up the floor running. They are running our game.
0: I really so there's a couple there's a couple others here that I I'd love to get your opinion on too in the Pac-12 that I love and I have to tell you one of the great pleasures in life is watching Pac-12 after dark with Bill Walton and, then, and Dave Pash. when those two are on the mic it is, that is absolutely hilarious. He, lit, he tried to eat a lit candle. Bill Walton is out of his goddamn mind, and I he's love totally every second gone. of it. I love every he's, second he's, of
1: it. He's, he is stoned before all these games, right? <laughs> There's no way. He's, like, he's like unintelligible for most of these now. Dude,
0: he is amazing. He is amazing. I'm um, going so to nine, gonna say,
1: Bill Walton is going to end his career by saying something ridiculous on the air. He's going to. You know it is. It's gonna be there's gonna be one comment that he just is so far out there. All right, that's it for Bill. You
0: know. Yeah, we're all gonna like gracefully look the other way and just be like, all right, you can We're gonna take it down. Yeah. You
1: know?
0: <laughs> um, so two that I really like, if you're gonna tease them, are Arizona State minus seven and a half, hosting Stanford. And I don't think Stanford's that good, and Arizona State's Stanford decent.
1: Rocks. They've got um, one player, that Akpala, who's gonna be. He's. I think he's a little overrated. He's a good athlete. And then
0: Athletic. and then Washington at home against Utah is minus nine. If you can tease that down, I like that too.
1: Yeah, I think Utah is a little underrated, but they're much better. Uh, I think they're a better home team. Although I think their record's a little better, which is weird. But I like Washington. Washington so clearly the best team in that conference. It's not even close. I do kind of like those. I like the other picks a bit more. I'm just not a huge Pac-12 guy because. Really like we just touched
0: on Oh the Pac-12 is so shitty to bet on
1: Shit, It's just a shitty conference shitty basketball and besides Washington honestly nobody's any good
0: It's shitty to bet on It's, it's shitty to bet on 100% I've lost
1: enough money trying to bet UCLA right this year
0: Cause Well you, you're, you're right. well, you should have just bet against them the entire time
1: You chase that late money though It's that those are those late money bets that are, It's the afternoon or late at night it's not that late at night if you're here like, in L. A. Like I am, but it that's it's also right down the street I live, right down the street from Paulie Pavilion. Have you been yet? Uh, did I haven't? They haven't been good. I've only lived here when they haven't been good this last year and a half. Right. Uh, when they get good, when Shaq's son starts playing for them next year, I'm gonna go.
0: Think he's gonna be nice. He looks like he could be nice. He's big. He
1: went, he kind of bloom late. We'll see. Uh oh no I love I love a guy who's like 6'9 like that he's gonna be a role playing big I mean he's a big athlete he's gonna be a shot blocking rebounder finisher
0: that's alright that's alright listen I hate I hate when that happens to guys who are like you know they're the son of somebody and then it's like we kinda hold them to a higher standard than what they should be like if he ends up being just a role player and the and like Very even good. plays college basketball, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's a
1: legitimate high D one prospect.
0: So yeah, you know? so I, I hope he I hope he's able to show something. But uh, I, I like I like that Shaq's son's gonna be balling.
1: Yeah, I would say I want to go back to the the my, the teaser. I really like. I like your Marquette pick a lot in that teaser. Um, I like. I really like. Elish who
0: actually is well uh, and Bill Nova I think would be my third pick those uh, would be my three wait so let's let's. one second I'm just going to do this so we can give me a second here what kind of teaser do we want
1: I would just do a three my three team teaser would be Nova but and how,
0: how many points four and a
1: half that's my, that's my That's my book is a four and a half point teaser
0: okay we're going to do this at a plus six okay
1: Oh, okay. So I've got Nova at minus five and a half.
0: I've got Um, Nova at minus one and a half here. What? I've got Nova at minus one and a half. Okay. What's the Uh, next one?
1: Actually, they're at minus one for me, but one and a half is five. LSU at minus one and a half, taking it down from six. Okay. And then Marquette at one and a half, taking it down from six. But you have them as minus 5.5, I believe, so you can be 1 or one 1.5. Okay. That's, yeah, that's the three-team teaser I like.
0: So that three-team teaser, if we bet that three-team teaser, that's 10 to win 15.
1: Correct. Uh, and then I also and then we also we both like St. John's.
0: Yeah, so if you add St. John's to that, I think that gets you to a better place. St. John's at plus 5. I Actually, personally, I would add the North Carolina at plus 13
1: that becomes a big team I won't take this many but I actually feel pretty good with a lot of those UNC worries me a little bit because I don't think they're that good this year but I think they're going to play hard against Duke I think Duke is one of those teams that people are up to play against right now
0: yeah that's not such great odds I'd probably take North Carolina out of this and I would just probably go with Villanova LSU Marquette and St. John's
1: right Okay. I I I I make my bet will probably be just those first three. Right. I like St. John's on their own. Right. what you like Marquette? Marquette your pick. That's your hard line.
0: Yeah, Marquette would be the one that if I was gonna bet out separate, which I'm not sure I'm gonna do. But if I'm gonna bet out separate, Marquette, I might just do this big teaser
1: so last licks you got anything you want to kind of end on here anything that you got to get off your chest here you know before your girlfriend gets home
0: she's home she's, she's in bed
1: <laughs> I was saying that you know more for the dramatic uh, the suspense here really let the, you know let everybody know what, what goes through your mind
0: <laughs> right
1: uh,
0: yeah I don't really have anything specific you got, you got anything you want to touch on you seem to be in a chatty mood
1: <laughs> you know, I don't particularly uh, – there's just been a couple, I feel like, brutal beats recently on some of these games. Uh, that Virginia game last night, for those who had minus six, Virginia was brutal. I don't know if you saw the end of that King uh, But Virginia had, got a steal uh, up eight. Wide open rim. They've got a six ten power forward, Diakite, going right towards it. He goes up two hands, throws it off the back of the rim. I mean, the dunk wasn't close. He missed it by like a lot. Uh, they end up actually getting the ball back. Again, they're up they're up six right now. Right uh, to cover the six point spread. They just really need to make. Sorry, they're up eight right now. Up eight to cover the six point spread. They make one, they make two, it's over. One guarantees a push. Guy misses front end with like eight seconds left. tech comes down, hits a meaningless slam. for three seconds, gets Taffy over, but also pushes UVA uh, for those who had it at the original line of minus six. So brutal loss for those people.
0: Yeah, I feel like there have been a couple of brutal losses, and I, I wonder how that's going to play out as it becomes more mainstream.
1: Correct. I mean, those, like we said, that Iowa State one a couple weeks ago is the one that's really popping out, and then it happened again in the NOVA game. Uh, those are things that just aren't going to be able to, you can't have that slip through the cracks.
0: Yeah, you cannot. You cannot. So. All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a good place to end it. So there you go.